Welcome back to Stumps. My name is Nims Azor, joined with Bryce McGain. It's great to be back for another big season. And uh, I'll tell you what, Bryce, one of the highlights of the cricket season so far has been watching the coverage on Channel 7. And the best way to kick it off was with our Australian women's cricket team. Absolutely dusted up the Kiwis, which is always fun to get a win against New Zealand. You bet it is, yeah. <laughs> Joining us right now is the captain of the Australian women's cricket team. She's back. She's back to a 110% in fitness and uh, just absolutely dominating. Meg Lanning joins us on Stumps. Meg, welcome back to Stumps. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Now, Meg, uh, as, as I said, uh, a tremendous effort against the Kiwis, but uh, you head to Malaysia next week for a three-match uh, ODI series. Yeah, we do. Um, looking forward to, to that series coming up. We've yeah, got the three one-days um, first up and followed by three T20s before we get to the West Indies for the World Cup. So a busy period for us, but looking forward to it. And Meg, there, there seems a little bounce in your voice there. Um, must be great getting back out in cricket. You missed a lot of last year. Um, what did you learn about yourself through that difficult period? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it was obviously a, a tough time being out and um, sitting at the, the Ashes series was... Um, yeah, a challenging time, but um, I think overall I've um, learned probably most off the field. Um, I think it's given me a different perspective on um, on things and um, sort of allowed me to step back for a second and just sort of realise how much I do love playing the, the game and how much I enjoy being out there. So I feel like, um, yeah, so you know, now that I'm back playing cricket and I'm back in, inside the, the team, um, I think in the long run it'll be a really good thing for me. So as captain, did you follow along with the coaching group uh, at times and really got a better understanding of what it looks like from the outside rather than being, you know, swimming around in the game itself? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I was um, I was there for the test match um, when we played that, so that was yeah interesting watching that from the sidelines without being a part of it. And um, it's always a very different game from from the sideline than when you're out in the middle. So um, yeah, it was good to follow that with the, the coaching staff and um, you know sort of just talk through different situations there. But um, yeah, I think it was good for me to just see things from a different perspective instead of just looking to the the next game, the next series. I was sort of able to take a step back and. Um, work on my off-field game and, and relationships and understanding of different players. So I think that was probably the, the biggest thing that I learnt out of it. There's always a silver lining, though. It must have been nice for you to sort of see the anticipation for your return because I know there was a video last that was put out of you just uh, just in your warm-up gear. Uh, it was about September, and all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, my God, Meg's ready to play, Meg's ready to play. And they're like, hang on, hang on, calm down, everyone. She's, <laughs> she'll be ready when she's ready. So the anticipation for your return and all the support from uh, the Australian public must have been nice. Yeah, it was definitely. I had really good support while I was out of the game. And, um, yeah, you know, even though I think it was eight months before I played again, um, it went pretty quickly, and um, that, that Indian series there towards the back end of the summer was something I really aimed for to, to get back. Um, so, yeah, I was I was really happy with the support that I got. It, it sort of made everything a little bit easier, I guess, and I was always keen to get back as quick as I can, so it's certainly nice to be back out there now. And it's great to have you back and around. Uh, we're talking to Meg Lanning, of course, the Australian skipper. Look, Australia, we, we mentioned right at the top there, Australia pretty dominant, uh, in their series against New Zealand. Uh, a lot of players in good form there. What, what's been the eye-catching performances for yourself? Yeah, look, I think um, Alyssa Healy at the top of the order, um, she's played the series and just gone, and um, she's really taken her game to the, ne- the next level and taken a good responsibility in, in making those match-winning scores now instead of sort of 
20s and 30s, she's really pushing on and being really dominant up the top there. So um, she's playing with good freedom. And to be honest, I think the whole squad um, is in a really good spot in terms of playing with freedom and their natural game and really trying to take the game to the opposition, which I think in T20 cricket you've got to try and keep keep ahead of the game. And I think we've sort of found that groove now, so hopefully we can continue that. One of the other things uh, that we, we saw, uh, crowds are getting huge for the women's cricket games. And I think all three of the, uh, the, um, of the T20s were just absolute, just packed to the rafters. How are the crowds going to be like when you go to um, Malaysia for this three-match ODI series? Do, they, uh, do you get a big following there or is it sort of a bit of a curiosity, especially being neutral ground? Yeah, to be honest, we're not really too sure. Um, none of us have played in Malaysia before, mm-hmm. um, so um, we're not expecting massive crowds, but we're, we'd be happy if a, a few people came down to watch. Um, it'll be a good series, I think. And um, Yeah, there's a lot of new stuff happening this tour. We've, you know, obviously, the conditions are different. It's pretty warm over there, and um, we don't really know what the um, pitch and the outfit conditions are going to be like. So um, it'll be a good learning experience for us as a group to make sure we adapt really quickly to that. But, um, yeah, hopefully there are a few, pe- few people around who can uh, get down and watch the games. Meg, it, it looks like Australia have got all bases covered and uh, particular interest to me are the spin bowlers and you've got enormous depth. You've got Jess Johansson coming back into the lineup after a knee injury. Uh, so you just seem to have this endless array of talented spinners that can really, um, well, dominate a game when, when needed. Yeah, we feel like we've got really good variety as well within our spinning uh, spinning group. Um, Sophie Molyneux had a really good series against New Zealand and she is a left-arm orthodox like Jonathan, but um, they're both still very different bowlers. So, um, you know, we feel like any given situation we can call upon um, on a few different people. Ash Gardner in there and um, Georgia Wareham as well, who settled in nicely to international cricket. So, yeah, we feel like that's a, a strength of ours um, and, and hopefully, um, you know, they'll do well in the Pakistan series and then onto the T20 World Cup as well. You mentioned the T20 World Cup. I, I, it did sort of raise my eyebrows just a little bit when I saw that you were playing three OTIs. I know there's two T20s also against Pakistan, but uh, is what, what's the relevance sort of of having the ODIs in there? Is it going to be a bit different going from long form white ball cricket to the short form uh, in such a short space of time, especially ahead of the uh, the trip to the Caribbean? Um, I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. We do sort of switch between the formats a, a fair bit um, within state cricket and internationally as well. So it's it's part of the International Women's Championship, the ODI, so they're all worth points towards that. So they're still really important games for us. And I guess it just gives all our players an opportunity to spend time in the middle and, um, you know, bowl a few more overs than they would in the T20s. So, um, you know, ideally we'd just be playing T20s, but I think... Um, you know, we're all looking forward to that, spending, spending a bit more time out in the middle and hopefully we can uh, play well and then move on to the T20 World Cup. With the, uh, obviously you are going up against Pakistan and you've got the T20 World Cup coming up in November, but a lot of these, uh, a lot of the players in the other nations are some of your teammates in the WBBL, you know, you've played together in the Super League in England, the Super Smash in New Zealand, so... How much of the opposition do you know so well? And do you worry that maybe it's like, hang on a second, they've been in our locker rooms, they know how we sort of play. Is it sort of a double-edged sword there? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, I think it works both ways, to be honest. We we learn a bit, a bit, a bit about them and they learn a bit about us. Um, international cricket, there's nowhere to hide really these days. Um, you know, every match is, is coded and um, you can sort of watch it back. So... There's a fair bit of information out there, but um, I guess when you're in the same team and 
in the same change room as, as international players, then you do learn a bit about them on the field and off the field. And, um, yeah, everybody knows each other pretty well now. So um, I think the WBBL has been the leading competition in that. There's a lot of international players that have come over here and played in that competition. And I think um, we've helped them to get better, which hasn't helped us on the international stage. But um, I think, uh, yeah, it's only a good thing for the game. And, um, yeah, we, we all know each other pretty well. So that sort of only adds to the competition. Meggie, is it your style of captaincy to really analyse the opposition and have a look at that? You mentioned all that vision's available and everything's televised and in the great growth of the game. Or do you sort of just look at a bit of a summary and know exactly that? Do you like the inth detail, the analysis side of things, or are you a bit more of a field captain? Um, probably a little bit more of a field captain um, than over-analyzing. I, I look at it a little bit, um, especially before each series, and, and especially if there's some new players coming into the squad that we haven't seen before. So um, I do look at, at it a little bit, but um, what I've tended to find is when you go out there and especially a T20 game, um, any plan that you had beforehand never happens anyway, <laughs> and something different happens, so you've got to adapt. So there's a certain amount of planning that goes into it, but um, yeah, especially T20 cricket, you just go with, with gut feel most of the time. Must be strange heading into the T20 World Cup, though, and there's no trophy in the trophy cabinet at the moment. What are we going to do about that, Meg? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely planning on bringing one back with us. Uh, it has been you know, over over four years now, I think, since we've won a World Cup. So uh, we've got a very determined group um, at the moment to make sure that we, we get the result that we want. Um, yeah, we, we understand that um, you know, World Cups are very difficult to win and um, tournament-style play, you've got to make sure that you you switched on every game for, for the whole um, 40 overs. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the challenges up. But, you know, we feel like we're in a good spot at the moment. We're playing some good cricket, but we just need to make sure we continue that. Who are your main threats in that World Cup? Or is it uh, is the growth coming right across the board? Um, as Australia get better, the rest are keeping up with them and, uh, and challenging all the way. Are, are you noticing the improvement? Or who are you looking out for specifically? Yeah, look, I, I no longer think there's any easy easy games. Um, you know, like Sri Lanka in the, in the World Cup game stuff in 2017, you know, gave us a good run for our money. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're under no illusions that each game's very important. And you, you've obviously got England and New Zealand, um, West Indies, South Africa and India. They're probably the, the six top teams um, that we play against a lot. But... But you know, everyone involved in the World Cup is going to be um, a challenge. So um, yeah, that's the, the good thing, I guess, for the world game is that this, you know, a lot of countries are really improving and playing a lot more cricket, which um, is only going to make for improved quality. So um, I think we'll see a very, very highly skilled World Cup and, and hopefully lots of good games. Well, Meg, uh, for, first off, apologies uh, because I really shouldn't have brought up the, the trophy thing. I mean, you guys have been incredibly <laughs> successful and I've only got one under... 12's uh, premiership from 1995 in my cabinet, so we can't really compare that. But, um, <laughs> hey, all the best for the Tour of Malaysia. Uh, now, that starts on the 18th of October, so make sure you do check that out. It's going to be a three-match ODI series, and as you said, it is worth the points too to the Women's One Day International Championship, but I'm sure you guys will do us absolutely proud, and there'll be so much support from us here. But thanks for joining us again on Stumps. No worries. Thanks for having me. There you go, Meg Lanning, the captain of Australia here on Stumps.